Mario Canseco from Research Company on the line. Mario, good morning and happy Canada Day weekend to you. Good morning, Sterling. Happy Canada Day to weekend to everybody. Indeed. A couple of headlines from your company to look at this morning. They go together rather nicely, too. A couple of days ago, you released uh, Canadian pride in the country's parliament, economy, and courts in rapid decline. And then yesterday, British Columbians least interested in separating from Canada. And they do kind of fold together nicely. But let's talk about the first one, Mario, the decline of uh, regard for some of our institutions. Flesh that out for us this morning, please. Well, we ask this question every year. I've been asking it uh, for a long time, just trying to get a sense of what types of institutions and features of life in Canada make us proud. And uh, there are no changes in some of the usual suspects, if you will. The Canadian flag is still number one. Multiculturalism is number two at 69% when it comes to being a source of pride. But we've seen some changes over the past few years, and, and one of them is the rapid decline of healthcare as a source of pride. Mm. Uh, three years ago in 2019, before the COVID-19 pandemic, 77% of Canadians said that they were proud of the healthcare system. This year, it's down to 58%. I so believe it's a 19-point decline. Yep. And, you know, it's, it's odd because a lot of people would have said that they were satisfied with the fact that everybody who wanted to get vaccinated got vaccinated and were sort of emerging from this crisis. And it's actually the opposite. Fewer people look at healthcare as a, as a source of a, a pride when they think about Canada. Well, we've seen the last two years of our healthcare system and our capabilities, Mario, stretch to the beyond extreme in many cases in many provinces and regions of the country. And it hasn't responded half as well as we assumed it would. Perhaps we were just assuming too much. Well, we see a lot of regional variations on this particular question. And I think this is also something that is affecting views the numbers are lowest in Quebec at 45%, Atlantic Canada at 51%. So you look at certain parts of the country where people are more likely to voice dissatisfaction about the healthcare system. And we see this in some of the other sources uh, that we test. Uh, bilingualism, for instance, not, a, not something that the residents of Alberta particularly like, and only 46%, but you go to Quebec and it's 66%. So right. that regional variation plays a role in the way the national numbers come out. It's interesting that you would point the pride in the Canadian flag was top of the pops and was followed closely by multiculturalism. And the reason I bring this up this morning, Mario, is because not three days ago, the Premier of Quebec, François Legault, was on public record as saying, I don't believe in multiculturalism. The fashionable thing in Quebec nowadays is to see multiculturalism as some kind of threat to the French fact. Now, that's that's really uh, uh, throwing a spanner into the works in terms of the high degree of popularity multiculturalism uh, enjoys in the rest of the country, doesn't it? Well, and also in Quebec, you know, we look at the numbers in Quebec and it's 70 percent. Uh, the lowest for the entire country would be in Alberta, 66 percent. But these aren't really wild variations. And it, it, it's quite interesting that the goal would go into something like this when there's an election happening uh, just three months from now. Um, one of the things that is complicated, particularly for them, is that um, he said a couple of things that really brought his popularity down, particularly when he was hinting at punishing people who weren't vaccinated. Mm -hmm. You know, people didn't react very well to that. So it's quite strange because he seems to be a very popular premier, uh, but sometimes he'll say things to appeal to the base uh, that are going to throw them off as well. Well, you know, we had an election in Ontario just a few weeks ago, Mario, and to the shock 
of everybody in the country, Doug Ford was elected with a whacking huge majority by only 46% of eligible voters. That doesn't say a lot of positive things about the state of democracy or our sentiments towards our democracy. What is your poll finding on this? Well, we do see a little bit of a decline. 57% of Canadians say that they are happy with the state of democracy in the country. Uh, there's a very big gender gap uh, because we only have 52% of women who feel that way compared to 61% of men. Mm. The places where this is lowest is Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. And this is understandable. When we look at the last few federal elections, they have consistently voted conservative and they continue to get a liberal government. Right. So they're not particularly keen on the notion of having a a different type of system to elect the government, but that sense of dissatisfaction with the fact that they keep voting conservative and not forming the government is starting to take its toll. Right. And what about uh, nationally, the whole sentiment about Parliament? The Liberals under the Trudeau government are really pushing hard to make Parliament continue to be as irrelevant as they possibly can. They're going for more virtual Parliaments, which takes away, of course, the pressure of eye-to-eye contact and all of that sort of thing, and also really reduces the impact Impact of Parliament on the day-to-day business of governing. Uh, governing, rather. What about that uh, in your survey? It's the second lowest of the twelve institutions and features that we test. Forty-five percent of Canadians say they are proud of Parliament. If you voted Liberal, you're more likely to be happy. Sixty-eight percent, but it's only a thirty-nine and thirty-eight percent if you voted Conservative or NDP. So there's definitely a sense of dissatisfaction. This is not the lowest that we've seen. There was a moment back in two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine. When he was actually in the 30s, uh, this is the early stages of the Stephen Harper minority government right, and right. a lot of people who are dissatisfied. So, But the numbers are not great. I mean, we're used to seeing Parliament closer to 50 percent, sometimes higher than 50 percent. Now it's only eight points ahead of the monarchy, which is consistently the lowest-ranked institution in our surveys. Well, it doesn't help when the government of the day for the last five to seven years treats Parliament like a really unnecessary annoyance that uh, really is to be avoided whenever possible. Let's move to the poll you released just yesterday. British, the, head, the headline, British Columbians least interested in separating from Canada. We were talking about the Premier of Quebec and his l- very strident opposition to multiculturalism. He says he doesn't want to Quebec uh, separate, by the way, uh, but they're they're doing it anyway in slow motion. What's what's the story on separation across the Canada? Alberta's starting to see a little stronger sentiment that way. You know, Alberta's been a very interesting case because there's been moments when we had forty percent of Albertans saying that they would be happy if they became an independent nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year it was sorry six months ago it was thirty eight percent. Now it's thirty three percent. So you still have a third of Albertans who are flirting with the idea of becoming an independent country. Quebec is at thirty two percent. So. We never imagined this 10, 15 years ago that the numbers for separation would be the same in those two provinces. And one of the things that is quite interesting is the way in which uh, they are trying to assert sovereignty without actually having a referendum. You know, part of the things that Legault is talking about, multiculturalism not not being great, uh, French taking precedence over everything. It's kind of the dream of Lucien Bouchard, but still keeping the Canadian dollar. So, as you said, you know, it's kind of like a stealth move towards sovereignty that is not going to entail a referendum. And it has no appetite uh, at all uh, when it comes to British Columbians uh, expressing any sentimental support for, for those uh, feelings. 
Nothing at all. And, and what, what we see here also is quite striking. Um, we're not particularly keen on the idea of joining the United States. Either. It's a question that we always ask because we want to have consistency. Uh, the, in Alberta, just six months ago, a lot of people were thinking, yeah, maybe we should join the United States. This year, not so much. Interesting stuff. And of course, now with uh, recent legislative changes by the United States Supreme Court, we're starting to see that sentiment. You know that you've seen it before many times. Let's just get out of here and move to Canada. We'll talk about that next time around. Thank you for this this morning. Always appreciate it when you take a few moments to take our pulse and tell us how we're doing. My pleasure, Sterling. Anytime. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.